Hello, everybody. Whenever you may be listening, wherever you may be, this is FUVFC, WFUV Soccer Podcast with yours truly, John Furlong, Mir Gori to my right, Rich Franco across from me, two trainees here with me today, really in, really just getting everybody everybody in this podcast. Uh, gripping the program. Gripping, get, getting everybody involved, all facets of the program getting involved. We're outnumbering involved. you. Yeah, no, you, the trainees, out, I'm outnumbered. Now, I got Tom back there with me, so we, uh, we're, it's two on two. Uh, Tom, Tom can come in and help if he needs to. <laughs> Tom Trizuli, a.k.a. the voice of God behind the glass. <laughs> yeah, I threw you that shout out. But anyway, it's a big show today. Big news in the world of soccer. We'll get to that in a second. We'll talk about the BPL, obviously. BPL is back. We'll talk about La Liga. We'll talk about Ronaldo and his hijinks that he was up to last weekend. We'll talk um, about the MLS playoffs because those are kind of getting towards the end. I mean, both New York teams are out, as we discussed at length a couple weeks ago. But we still, still have to care. It's, we we, still we do still have to care. It is. It's going to be an interesting Final Four. It's an inter- got a Canadian, a local derby, and local derbies are always fun in soccer. And then last year, we'll even, we'll even going to talk about the Serie A today. We'll we'll go back Thank to Mir, Mir and Thank Tom's homeland. We'll talk about some Italian football, which honestly, the Serie A is a really fun league. It's honestly very underrated. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you like hardcore defense and everybody beating each other up and uh, some <laughs> nice some nice powerful goals that you know are hard fought, then yeah, Serie A is your league. Something, if, you, if you want non defense, you know, La Liga. <laughs> something about the the Serie A just always appealed to me. I don't know, like when I whenever I started watching soccer, I was just like, I don't know, something about Italian John, soccer. John, it's, uh, I don't it's know, the man. Italian flair. I right, don't, I don't know, <laughs> man. It's just always <laughs> to it. It's, it. It does. I, I've everybody's saying, oh, Serie A is so down. It's just like I don't know, like. I'd rather watch a Serie A match than a La Liga match. I mean, obviously, oh, any day, I obviously mean, Barcelona Real Madrid is an exception. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, I don't want to watch like, like, I don't know, like Ibar versus like Granada. Celta Vigo or something like yeah, the Granada. Yeah, yeah I mean, some random like top stuff to like that. bottom, uh, Serie A is, is is actually positioned well, and uh, due to the Chinese's new investment strategy to invest in uh, foreign teams. Um, this is a positive and a negative and kind of a hot topic right now in Serie A, but um, a lot of Chinese teams are buying out uh, a lot of the Italian teams. Interesting. Yeah. All right, anyway, we'll talk, we'll talk more Serie A later. We'll give Mir his, his time to shine. But the big news in the world of soccer today, Jürgen, Jürgen Klinsmann out as U.S. men's national team coach, a move that I think is long overdue if you're going to lose 4-0 to a Costa Rica team. I don't care when it is. I don't, I don't care if it's a friendly I don't care if it's on the road at home. If you're going to lose four 0 to Costa Rica, who did make the final eight at the World Cup, so it's not like they're a slouch. But you need to beat Costa Rica if you're the national, if you're the if you're the head coach in the national team, and Jurgen Klinsmann, he need, he needed to go after a, after a result like that. The watching the match, it was they they went down. First of all, could you even watch the match? It was on yes. BN Sports. It, it, yeah, BN Sport. Uh, my buddy got up, got his stream up. It was very okay. difficult. Okay, very fa- difficult. okay, fair enough. So. I knew, that, I knew you were going to have some pulling, weird finagly way. I knew strings I know you, matchup. Rich. I know you. I was texting my buddy, telling him what, what was going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, watching the match, they went down, and there was that feeling that you don't really see with U.S. soccer, because you see U.S. soccer, and they build that repertoire of, we're always going to be fighting, hard-fought, you know, hard-nosed defense, and they gave up. Yeah. They gave up on that's the what match. I've, that's what they, I've heard. They yeah. lost four nil to, to Costa Rica. And you know, granted, they they haven't won a professional match in Costa Rica ever. They they haven't. That's still not an excuse to but, lose four nil. But, but, but losing four nil, yeah, no. you're right. It's not an excuse. And especially, like, just who they played 
in that match and where they played them, I, 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 that's where I lost my support for Jurgen Klinsmann. I was talking to Tyler Bailey earlier on today, and he said like that was the main thing he had against Jurgen Klinsmann. He played players out of positions and put in positions they were not going to be successful not putting someone in a position where maybe they might have an impact in like a different kind of way like no like putting position putting players in positions where they were just not going to have an impact at all they're just completely unfamiliar positions yes you can put soccer players like in you can soccer players are kind of you kind of flexible i mean you can put them in, yeah. in some sort of different positions but the moves he were he was making just didn't didn't make any sense to me and i'm not really a tactical guy but when you look at the decisions he made, it just from even from a casual fan perspective, so from, it made no sense. So from a tactical perspective, and this is my big hot take on 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 the uh, firing. I have I, I'm 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 against it and I'm for it at the same time. But overall, I'm for it purely because at the at the end of the day, he has uh, the United States. If you just look at the Olympics, has the best athletes in the world. End of story. It's true. And in soccer, it does not matter how good of an athlete you are to win a game. Messi is the prime example. However, the main problem for me was now. Granted, Costa Rica is not a bad team. No, they, they, we're not trying to. Yeah, we're not trying to say they're a good yeah. team. As they I said, it, they made the final eight at the World they Cup. They made it to the quarterfinals of the uh, the World Cup. I mean, they're they're decent. Um, but four zero. Was bad, and my thing was at the end of the day, the United States always has that defense to rely on because they're so supremely uh, gifted athletically compared to the rest of the world, just in terms of the raw power and 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 speed. In terms of skill, obviously the United States is uh, a bit behind from the other countries because it's not soccer is not a, a a traditional sport in the United States, and it's something that's new. Although it's gotten better, I I, I don't want to fault. Uh, you know the United States's quality, and and that's where I get to my next point, which was Clims uh, Klinsman made a big point uh last year saying and really complaining about the quality of the players that he has, and I mean I understand to an extent why he complains because I I do think that the United States team, uh, by and large, the last two years was highly overrated, but the last four months. I, I can't give him that pass well, no, because yeah, that's I, Josie great. has gone is healthy, yeah, and actually is came back in better form than I think he's ever been in. Uh, Pulisic is really uh, not sorry, not Pulisic, but um, uh, the youngster from Dortmund. I forgot his name. Yeah, right Pulisic. Now. Oh, Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. Pulisic. That's what it was. I, I didn't want to ensure Pulisic. Pulisic, Pulisic. Or, yeah, he's been. He, I think he's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, Green, he's phenomenal. Green has shown form. In, at Bayern, granted against subpar competition, but I think he would have made an impact when you're down 2-0. Um, furthermore, um, you know, I, I understand Dempsey's hurt, but, you know, this is where you as a coach, you develop those players behind him, okay? You get them uh, almost every month for at least a week or every two months for at least two weeks. You know, you can develop something with those players. Don't blame it on the coaches all the time with the MLS. And granted, a lot of these coaches in the MLS are ex-players who have a lot of experience internationally. I mean, you have you have a NYCFC team run by Vieira. I mean, yeah. like you know, I can't I, I can't I can't make excuses for you to that point. So yes, Klinsman has done an absolutely outstanding job, and I think that in a sense he deserved to play it out till the Olympic uh, till the, the World Cup. 
But at the same time, his constant complaining and 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 just ways of bashing the Remi- United States reminds I me of Mourinho was just I think was really year. unfair. Yes, there, there was there was a lot. Of, the The biggest problem I had with him lately was was his finger pointing. Yeah, he, he never. It was he, it, it was very Mourinho esque. It, it was from it was last year. it was constant. And you're right with that. Yeah, and it it was the constant. It's not me. It's it's the media. It's the organization and it's the players. He was, well, spe- but he I, was I think, speaking like a man who knew he was going to lose yes, his job. He, but he, I think he, he to an extent, it. I think Go, to going ex- into the Costa Rica match, I thought he he knew. I, yeah, yeah, the I, Mexico I loss was stupid. The Mexico it, loss that that really yeah. that that hit him hard. But the thing is, to an extent, he's right. The I think the fan base in the United States has really gotten uh, behind soccer, specifically because of uh, um, uh, the Copa America. Right. Um, but still, I, I, I think he was. I think he thinks that the United States thinks that the their team is better than it is, and I think he's right. He is yeah. right, but you can't. Say but that. you can, No, it's not even that you can't say that. You got to do a better job, man. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't. You can't lose to Mexico and then lose four nothing to uh to to Costa Rica and your defense falls apart. You you can't. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like you, you, you at that point. You gotta go. Klinsman's been coached for five years of this team. He took yes. over after after uh, Bradley was fired in 2011. After I think lost, he did after they job. lost the Gold Cup. What are you gonna remember about the Klinsman era at, at 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 the helm? Honestly, get getting out of that group of death. It, I know it, I'd it, agree with you. That that's that's the memory that really sticks in my mind. And as much as you as what whatever you want to say about Jurgen Klinsmann today, he did a very good job le- leading up to that World Cup and at that World Cup. The, Ever since he's been kind of like the U.S. team really hasn't lived up to expectations, their own expectations, not just the fans' expectations, like their own not necessarily expectations but potential. Right. Like they struggled. They they struggled mightily at the 2015 Gold Cup. They got destroyed by Argentina last year. Or Which, the, granted, grant, but granted, it's, but still, if you're, I really feel like the U.S. is better than losing than getting absolutely outclassed my, by Argentina. The the problem right now that that I really think is going on is is we have this transition period in U.S. soccer where we have a bunch of young guys who are about to break into the the world scene. We have Pulisic at Dortmund who's making a name for himself. We have Julian yeah, but, Green. Yeah, but he's the only one, but, really. But we also have... I don't have, think Julian no, Green is really going to make I agree a, with you. You have DeAndre Yedlin. And you he's, have, he's and, been there forever. He but, was at the World Cup. I, oh, he was, but so was Julian Green. These are young guys. <coughs> they're just starting to really be, go into their prime of their careers. You don't think the U.S. is going to miss <sighs> the World Cup, I, do you? I, I, I hope not, because in because tw- I really think come 2018 when these guys really... Like begin to bloom as players, they might be a little dangerous. See, I feel like see, we're to about me, to go into a a golden era of U.S. soccer. See, to me, wow. Yedlin it's already is claim, that. Wow. I think Yedlin to me already is at his physical prime. I, would agree I think with you. in terms, and I think because of his style, I don't think. I think maybe as another year of rise, but after that, it's going to be a slow decline. And he's but also he, a right back. He has right, a but, lot more to make up in terms of skill, yeah, and he can get better, obviously, because that's, you know, practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, With course. skill, you can always improve. Um, but to me, Green missed his chance to be a top-flight player in uh, the European stage. Has uh, that goal which, against Belgium, though. Yeah. He does, he does yeah, have no, that goal. I mean, we'll he, always have that goal. I, I think I think he can. I think he'll, he's going to have a positive impact on the United States, sure. 
But to me, I, and, and to answer your question, John, uh, I I thought, and and I think this has always been my thought, other than uh, 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 Joachim Lowe, because for whatever reason, Germany really does well with him consistently. Yeah, I feel like international teams usually have like a uh, with a coach it has a four year lifespan. I I one hundred percent agree. And with I you. I just I I thought that I think Klinsmann was absolutely outstanding, yeah. but he just. It got stagnant. He ran out. Of, he ran out of steam. I it think just, he was it, just tired of the job. He, he, to yeah. be honest, and that's not. That's not a. That's a great way to put it. I, I think I, he, was I, just, I, he got cranky. He's like, I've had enough of this. He he wanted to. He was like, I'm done. I need a way out. So I'm going to point my finger. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm going to just go exactly. Down. But in terms of the United States going forward, yeah, where I do think, they where do they go from I think, here? I was just going to ask. So that. I think the United States is in an awkward position, first of all, because yes, it, it is. It is their, their top players are, are are going into their their physical prime, but uh, to me, it's uh, for the United States for the next World Cup, it's uh, Pulisic or bust. I think if 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 and when I, I say bust, I, re- I really don't think he's good enough. For you people to say that, like, I'm not. I, let's make an entire saying, team around him. I don't. He needs to prove it to me at the international. Right. No, no, level. that's fine. That's which, fine. Which, which was also the issue in Coast, against Costa Rica. Exactly. Which is because but they, they form. They, he formed the game and the formation around Pulisic. But exactly. That's, and that's totally fine. But my point is, he's the best player. He has the best quality skill wise. He's. He, I think he is one of the top. Th- Four athletes on that team, and if we factor in age, he might be just number one because at eighteen, compared to all the other players when they were eighteen, he's he's a god. Here's here's um, what, here's what I think so, is going to happen going forward for the U.S. men's national. Well, team. Can, can I just finish? Yeah, no, go for it. Sorry. So I, I think that it's like he's the the United States' best shot at, at really. Yes. And, and when I say bust, I mean the United States will still make it to the World Cup, but. I don't know if he'll make it out of the, the group or it surely won't make it out of the quarters. Pulisic is also very marketable, which is very exactly. good for American and, audiences. And if he, if he can get there, you know, he entices uh, Croatian-Americans. He entices all this group of, of, yeah. of uh, European-Americans who are in the United States who, for example, like Giuseppe Rossi, he went back to Europe even though his family grew up here. I mean, I have a guy in my class who is neighbors with Giuseppe Rossi, a, a massive talent, didn't develop as, as an athlete just because of all his ACL tears, but he ended up going to Italy to play instead of playing with the United States. Now, who knows how it would have played out, but I'm just saying, like, the, the thing is, <coughs> Pulisic is the best chance, and I think for the United States, it matters that he makes it big. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, we, that's, we, that's we a great way that. to put it, yeah. He he is our our second coming of a Landon, Landon Donovan. Donovan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very he, similar. Because to I think if Landon similar. Donovan had grown up in any other country, people would have sung praise oh. about him. They would have said James Milner this and Landon Donovan that. I I really think uh, Landon Donovan could have been a a much more popular player had he oh. just been grown up and, and I been mean appreciated. He, he was popular here. But, yeah, but he wasn't. But not, he was but underappreciated. Not, but not on not on the level that he would have been appreciated. Yeah, also. it's it's really a shame. A real shame. A guy who who really could have could have taken a team to the next level had he had the right talent around him. I think. Speaking of Landon Donovan, we're going to go back to his stomping grounds where he started his career and currently, I guess, re reincarnated his career because kind of, yeah, he's back yeah. from retirement. A little weird, but anyway, we're going to shift gears to MLS. Canadian Derby between Montreal and Toronto, which should be really really fun. Montreal's already got the Olympic Stadium sold out. They've got they're moving in. They've they've 
everybody's going nuts up there. Montreal is a very, very good sports town, if you really think about it. They love their Habs. They, they, they've gotten into this Montreal Impact team. There's, it's, there's it's an a, energy. I mean, even a, Drogba's trying to get into yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. And then there's Toronto FC, who just just amazing. demolished NYCFC, I think to the tune of 6-0 was the score on Picked aggregate. Picked them apart. Picked them apart in Yankee Stadium, which was a real... A real wake-up call for NYCFC as, and, a, as and, a franchise, and, in my opinion. And granted, you know, Javinko and, and Josie were, were the stars in, in that match. Yeah. It it was really the team. Yeah. it was. I don't know how you pick against so, Sebastian Giovinco right I, now. I, yeah, I, I, here's my thing. Uh, Jovinko, to me, had had he been a finalist for that um, the MVP, I saw Toronto being that classic team, uh, number one in the league. You know, everyone thinks they're the best. Goes into the final and just has a bad game and loses. But now, I mean, my God, like, like you make an <laughs> Italian mad. He's got over. a, he's got a. Real it's chip over. On I mean, Tom like, knows really? what I'm talking about. He's it, like, hmm. it's over, man. Like he's gonna annihilate. He already me. annihilated the other yeah. two. No, MVP no, he's gonna candidates. annihilate Montreal. He's gonna annihilate Montreal. How do you and think it might be a fun? Right it might be a fun match. You know when we always say in the NFL, quarterback versus quarterback, even though they don't play each other. Same thing goes in this game: striker versus striker. Yeah, you know, versus Drogba. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's I think. Real fun. I think Drogba is gonna find this to be a memorable match. He's, I, I'm, I see Drogba scoring one, Yovinko scoring two goals. I, can, I don't I, know I, what I the total that. score will be, but Yovinko is getting two. They're both. They're both gonna be on the score sheet. They. I feel like there's just like this competition brewing between the two of them. Oh yeah. And with this derby. It's there's an energy in that in that game that's gonna yeah I mean this there. is Yovinko saying how dare you yeah, exactly I'm I I came from Juve and I came <laughs> here yeah. you disrespect I mean you know all the curse words going through his head right now yeah. towards the MLS as a whole. I mean, he like this is a this is a big one for but there him. Was, there was nothing better that could have happened. For oh yeah, yeah, him. no, I think this Toronto. was a good thing. This, this was the best thing. Think, that yeah, exactly. Getting snubbed for I the think MVP this was absolutely outstanding. So the spotlight is not on him. And he has this chip on his shoulder. Oh, he might not leave because I was thinking he was going to leave after this year. Where would he? Where would he go after this year? I think the prime team would have been Inter because he was really against okay. Juve no, when he left. Fair. And Inter needs the striker because Icardi's trying to leave. Yeah. Even though after that game, I don't know, maybe Icardi <laughs> wants to stay. You know? Yeah, really. But uh, I mean, th- this was a. I think. If, you know how we say about the NBA is all conspiracy. I think the MLS did a little conspiracy thing here. They <laughs> they they gave him an incentive because, you know, me personally, I don't know if this is necessarily a cultural thing, but when you like tell me no, and and this goes for at least uh, Southern Italians this is a very common thing. When you tell us a Southern Italian no, like uh, it's just like oh. what are you saying? <laughs> this is my thing. Like, this yo, is my you know. And like when you tell Yovinko, no, you're not an MVP finalist. He's, he's like, yo, like, this is my sport, man. This is more my sport than yours. I came from Juve. Like, where have you guys come yeah. from? Yeah, like, like what? Are the, like, are you guys kidding me? Like, come on, this is the MLS. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And you saw what happened. He went out there and scored right. and just picked apart NYCFC. Yo, fairly, we, fairly decent. You know what we should do? We should watch this game together. I think. Oh, because it's it's no it, Tur- I'm telling you, Toronto this is, versus Montreal is gonna be a very it's very gonna fun be matchup. one of the best games and in the world. It's gonna be a real fun in matchup. terms of very quality, just entertaining. No, I, I, no entertainment. I'm not gonna say quality. Yeah. I would even MLS. say quality because everybody Montreal is getting hot and they're wanting this and they're hearing Toronto come for them and Toronto's playing out of their minds. I think. 
this is going to actually be a very big game for the MLS. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I understand the MLS still has a ways to go. But when a, when a, any person plays with such passion, they play 10 levels above themselves. Let's switch to the West Coast here for a second. Colorado Rapids obviously losing Tim Howard. That's a huge, huge blow. He was so big in that matchup. Yeah, talk about an international the, talent. Yeah, the, the LA yeah. Galaxy. I mean... If you're the Rapids, how do you come back from that? The Sounders, well, they, I think the Sounders are a better team regardless, but now that they yeah. lose their best player yeah. in Tim Howard. As do I, but they, but they have that keeper there. They, they do have a keeper. I, 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 I'm, I'm botching on his name. It starts with an M, but um, apparently I saw an article and it said, you know, losing Howard, there's no need to worry because, like, this kid's going to step up. And he and he's gonna fortify but it's Tim that. Howard. But but yes, you you lose Tim. And he Howard. goes beyond the field to me. So. Yeah, I agree. It, it, yeah, it goes, my Tim Howard is one of the but, most underrated players in the world, in my opinion. He yeah. what he did against uh, he has the World Cup record for most saves in a match. Yeah, and he's the reason why the U.S. Yeah, single a quality Belgian team. Yeah, to, you know, not to forget Tim Howard was he's, he's he was incredible sec- in the 2010 the, the World official Cup. Secretary of Defense. It's I think true. that was his. I think that was his shining moment. Yeah, 2010 World Cup was fantastic. But 2014, I'll never forget that one. Against the Italians, the groups, yeah. They didn't play the Italians in twenty. Oh, then oh six. No, but in 06 he, he played. It was Casey Keller in goal for the Americans. Oh, oh, never mind. It's a ball guy. Yeah. Who am I thinking? Yeah, another ball guy. Who am I thinking of? Just a lot of ball guys. U.S. U.S. has a lot of ball guys. Yeah, Guzan too. Yeah, they just they like to shave their heads. I don't know. But anyway, shifting gears again, or unless you want to. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I, I don't think this game really matters in the end because whoever wins Montreal, uh, Toronto is just going to completely annihilate. No, I, who, I, I would agree. Especially I agree. Whoever, whoever's out. coming out of the in, in the East is is taking the. I would agree. Yeah, I, think I would agree with since you. Tim is out. I think that takes it out. I think I'll, I'll, the Sounders are probably going to win. I think that's mostly, especially yeah, with and Tim Howard's such a spiritual leader as well. Yeah, that's on the thing. and off. Yeah. The pitch. He's your leader. He'll be there off the pitch, but there's just that 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 yeah, extra. He's not with y'all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That barking that you hear in the back in in the back of your ear. Yeah, really. That you know when, especially like personally, when playing with a with a great goalkeeper, it's when you hear that barking in the confident. back of your ear. It's just it gives you that extra boost and that confidence. Like I'm gonna get that ball. I'm gonna clear that ball, or I'm 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 gonna make this play. And and just him guiding you on the field, it's totally different. And especially with a, a a guy of Tim Howard's repertoire and his his experience, it just it just adds to it takes away from from the Rapids. We've hit it. the twenty minute mark here on FUVFC, wow. and I've not said one word about Chelsea. No, FC. now you said it. The Dang. men, the men on the top of the table, who people sat here about six weeks ago and said they weren't even going to make the Champions League next year, and right now this team hasn't conceded a goal in. An astronomical amount of minutes. I think it's it's five straight games with a clean sheet. Everybody's playing on form. Conte has this team playing fantastically. And you don't win the league by winning games at Tottenham, or excuse me, right. at Manchester United, at home against Everton. Those are not the games where you win the league. You win the league by grinding out results 1-0 away at Middlesbrough. Yes. And Those are the games the that win you the league. Ask Liverpool from two years ago when they couldn't go yeah, to and, Palace and get and, a result exactly. there. And that's, and that's the difference between Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester City. Chelsea's inspired. Chelsea can win ugly. And Chelsea doesn't care about the fact that they have a lot of talent or not. I mean, if if you got a coach like Antonio Conte who gets Eden Hazard to play tough, yeah, I mean, oh. yo, you you you, you must you, be the best. Yeah, in the world. You must be the best manager <laughs> like, in the world if like, you're getting Eden Hazard. You're I love Eden Hazard. He's world class to me, but he's 
He can be he can be real soft sometimes. Yeah, he can be a real Mesut oh, Ozil, real disappearing oh, act yeah, yeah, in big games sometimes. Yeah, but I mean to to know I, I, if I'm Jurgen Klinsmann, I'm excited because I'm like, you know, I Jürgen, had so Jürgen much Klinsmann. Uh, Jurgen Klopp. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I had I had Klinsmann a blast uh, uh, in Bundesliga <laughs> with my rivals, you know. And and now that I'm here, I see this Pep Guardiola who's not totally popular in Manchester City, I think, in the locker room personally. Other no, than I would agree Ray with Sterling. you. I agree and, with you. Uh, Jose Mourinho's, you know, a total joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love hearing that. So for for Jurgen Klopp, he's probably inspired even more. I mean, I think I think this is gonna be a good, good like I, I think the Premier League for about two years is kinda dipping for a bit. Um, in terms I, of quality, yeah, stacking but up I, to like, I agree. I gotta oh, say, I'm real pumped about this Liverpool Chelsea growing rivalry that will. You've got to realize, like Liverpool and Chelsea, that's like a very underrated like hatred between those two. Fans. Yeah, yeah, like, they don't. When you, yeah, when you think of uh, like big a big rivalry, or you like, think you Liverpool, Liverpool Man United, United, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tottenham Spur or uh, Tottenham uh, Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. right. But Liverpool, like I remember, I watched the feature last year where you go to where you go to Liverpool and you go to Anfield, and they're just like, "Who's your number one rival? Man United. Who's your second rival? Chelsea." I can't stand them. It's it has a lot of things to do because Chelsea just seem to get big results against Liverpool all the time, going back yeah. to like the mid two thousands. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I think I think uh, the the switch in ownership uh, with uh, uh, Rub not. Uh, Abramovich. I don't know how to say his name right now. Abramovich. 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 Uh, I think was. Was a big uh, stepping point for for Chelsea's history, and on top of that, you know, I I think it's just uh, Liverpool sees that as like the turning point in their in them always facing Chelsea. I think before then they probably were like, oh, this is an easier game. No, of course, and that's think, that's what everybody thinks. Like yeah. the Abramovich. I mean, Chelsea wasn't. People think like Chelsea was like Manchester City, where they were in like the third third tier and like no. really yeah. struggling. Yeah. Like Chelsea was always like they were kind of like. Um, I don't know, like an Ev- I don't want to say Everton, yeah, a little bit worse than Everton. Southampton, I, I guess the Southampton. You like could if say like they're six seed, always, always, always. Yeah, like flirting with seventh, seven, eighth, eight, ninth. Yeah. They were that's oh, okay. that's the kind of club they were back before Abramovich took over. Like they won FA Cups, they were a decent side. Like they were like they weren't known as like a powerhouse, but they were like a team that you're not gonna like go into Stamford Bridge and like easily take all three points. And the team is like floundering in the third yeah. division. They were gonna fight yeah, exactly. Yeah, they I fought. think this is huge from Abramovich because for all those big money teams in soccer. He's been the only big money owner that has, I, in my eyes, like lived up to what what he's promised. Abramovich because, loves it. He yeah. is there every I single. I think he's game. actually really good. He gets he's he's the team's number one fan. And you see a lot of owners; they just do it for the yeah. status or the or like the investment or, yeah. purposes. Yeah, he exactly. Loves like Manchester City, the club, and we're and as a Chelsea fan, I'm really really lucky, and we're right. all really really lucky to have an owner who loves the club as much as we do. And that's why he honestly goes through so many managers because he cares so much. Yeah, yeah. he wants this team to he, succeed. He wants the overturn. He, he wants. Wa- he he wants, wants to win. He does. He wants to win. He's he's at he's in his box every single game. I'm not kidding. He is he is there right. every single game. And, it's, it's great to I, see. And I also think that speaks to the players too. Yeah, it does. And, and it shows. It shows yeah. you like, that the, everybody's the, my behind owner, you. My owner cares, exactly. and yeah. I want to play for him. Exactly. So it really it, it starts from the top, yeah. and Abramovich does a, a great great job. It does. We're running a little bit of low on time here. I promise we get to the series. Uh, we Thanks. will get to the Serie A two-two draw between Inter and Milan. And first of all, in my opinion, one of the great rivalries of international soccer, right up there with Bayern and, and right up there with uh, uh, Barcelona so Real Madrid. It's I'm, one of my favorite rivalries. If oh. I'm a Liverpool fan and a Liverpool fan, and I saw uh, I saw that derby, I would be really frustrated because I'd say. Why does Suso play so well in Italy? Yeah, <laughs> and not here. I mean, I I think you know. 
they tried and it just didn't work out. But that's what happens a yeah, lot. Yeah, sometimes that happens. To me, happens. To me and I, I don't know if you guys know him very well, but Kandreva is an absolutely yeah. fantastic. talented player. Uh, a Lazio player from, from the beginning to yeah, the Lazio. end, even though he's at Inter. And, you know, one of those guys that always <clears throat> really wanted to stick with his team, and it's really a shame that he's at, at, not, no longer there. But you know what the one great thing about it is? Pioli was at Lazio. And now Pioli's at Inter. <laughs> and he's got his number one guy. And Icardi's now like, okay, you know, this is looking like a competent ownership. You know, they got the right guy in. You know, also, he, and my my uh, earlier thing about the uh, the Chinese investing uh, internationally. This is a big uh, hot topic, you know. Um, Milan, this is a big thing for the derby. Milan is, is half of, 60% almost, is getting bought out by the Chinese. Uh, Inter is getting bought out by the Chinese. Uh, almost like 70% of it. My team, Palermo, is almost completely getting bought out by the Chinese. So when you look at it, uh, I think this was like the unveiling of a nice period because Inter has always been seen as the third team in the top three. You know, Juve, Milan always duking it out and then Inter kind of having like their great runs of like five years and then like 20 years of being totally terrible. That's a great way of putting it. It's really bizarre to me. I I don't know why that happens with Inter. I think think it's just been, uh, Inter has been always plagued with bad management or just Mm -hmm. uh, periods of, uh, of bad financing and I think that uh, Candreva was absolutely outstanding and um, I-, I think he was the- I think his goal um, was almost better than the two goals from Suso so you know this is like a nice unveiling and I think Juve's reign of like five straight Serie A championships is coming to an end because of what this derby meant that's, it was a, almost, bold, that's a bold claim yeah because I think also it was good that there was a draw Hmm. Why do you why do you think it was good? It was a draw because it shows that Inter is gonna come back this season. They're not gonna make the champions because no, yeah. they're so far behind. It's, a, it's on their way back. But if they, especially if they keep Icardi, and especially if they like get you know a, a, a decent midfielder, uh, just just to pass it around. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be third or second for sure. Milan, they have their youth team that is basically their senior team. Donnarumma, a legend in the making. Yeah. Uh, Romagnoli, the, the, the next Chelsea wants him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Abate is still there holding down the defense. Uh, the Shirio finally coming together with, after all those injuries. It's a great... Apologies for that, folks. A little bit of a technical difficulty there. But anyway... As you were saying, as I was saying, Serie A, it's really good to see that Serie A, especially the rivalry between Milan and Inter coming back, because there's just so much there's just so much prestige there. I mean, you got the seven Champions League trophies with Milan, and you got the... I mean, nine. Inter doesn't nine. have that the... History. Nine? That, that, nine? Yeah. Who has wow. nine? Uh, Milan has nine. Milan, uh, ha- Milan has seven. No, no, they have nine. And Real has 11. Uh, I, anyway, no, I'm it's not seven. the facts guy on that. Anyway, <laughs> you were gonna. You have a shout out you'd like to give, and I have a, I have a shout out I'd like to give. Uh, as I well. want to give a shout out to my my buddy Will Murray, who uh, is the assistant manager at Providence Soccer, and uh, they upset, the, upset number the number one, one team, team in the country, University of Maryland Soccer, previously undefeated. And I want to give a shout out to my boy Nick Saylor, who scored an absolute worldie with the inside of the foot from 30 yards, lobbing the keeper, one of the best keepers in the country. His Wonderful, wonderful locks just trailing Ooh. behind him. Oh, Scorpions. everyone, if you have not seen that goal, please go see it. My boy Nick Saylor, love him to death. 
Guys, it's been fun. It's been a real jam-packed show today. Bit Thanks. of a technical difficulty in there we had to work through. But, boys, I had a great time. Hope you did Thank as you. well. I did. Thanks for this is the FUBFC podcast for Rich Franco from Mir Gori. We will see you guys soon. Have a wonderful evening. Ciao, ciao.